the marker and the box On the roads and the paths Of Scotland On the islands and the hills In the forests and the fields In the crannies and the nooks Of Scotland Wherever we come from Wherever we're going Jesus walks beside us in Scotland Whatever we're facing Whatever we're feeling Jesus walks beside us in Scotland In the schools and the jails In the castles and the crofts In the shops and the schemes of Scotland In the stadiums and kirks In the villages and towns In the bingos and the chip shops Of Scotland Wherever we come from Wherever we're going Jesus walks beside us in Scotland Whatever we're facing Whatever we're feeling, Jesus walks beside us in Scotland. And the downs, in the yeses and the noes, in the twists and the turns of Scotland, in the old and the new, in the haves and the nots, in the dreech and the dry of Scotland. Wherever we come from, wherever we're going. Jesus walks beside us in Scotland Whatever we're facing Whatever we're feeling Jesus walks beside us in Scotland Wherever we come from Wherever we're going Jesus walks beside us in Scotland Whatever we're facing, whatever we're feeling, Jesus walks beside us in Scotland. to Sunday Reflections, our weekly time of gathering together and stilling ourselves and listening and reflecting on, God, on God's Word to us and for us in these days. Welcome, whether you are someone who's journeyed with us for a long time or whether you are just joining us in our journey. You're very welcome and I hope and I pray that this time that during this time you will find and sense something of, of God's whispering to you. Let's come now into a time of prayer. Let's pray. Father God, loving and gracious, welcoming and enveloping, you call each one of us by name. And we enter into this space this moment and this time with you. As we leave behind for a while the things that tether, us, that tether us to this world, lift us into your nearer presence. That we might glimpse something of your kingdom, 
and hear something of how you want for us to live. And the riches that might be ours if only we would follow in your footsteps. Generous God, you want only what is the best for us. Abundance for us. And we come now to offer you our thanks and our praise for the riches and blessings that you pour down upon us, for the love of family and friends, we thank you, for the beauty of all around us in creation, we thank you, for the touch of kindness, we thank you, for the growing sense of community in these lockdown days, we thank you. But most of all, we come in this moment to say thank you for the love that you have for each one of us, for sending your son Jesus, that we might be brought into the circle of your family and be called your children. Lord, for that and for all things, we thank you. But Lord, the burden of our guilt, knowing that we do things wrong, feeling that we are not worthy to be called your children, those feelings hold us back. And we give thanks that you are a forgiving God and that you hear us, Lord, as we confess in this moment the things that we do that we know are wrong. Forgive us, Lord, for the times when we journey our own paths rather than yours. Forgive us for the things that we say or do which hurt our relationships with others, with you and with ourselves. Forgive us for the times when we stay silent, when we don't speak or speak out against injustice. And by keeping our silence, allow that injustice to continue. And Lord, Forgive us for wallowing in our guilt and for using it as an excuse to keep our distance from you. You who reaches down, who pulls us into an embrace with you. May we sense your arms around us and may we know your delight as your forgiveness and your love surrounds us. And may we rest for it in a moment before journeying on with you. In Jesus' name, Amen. How is your journey at the moment? Is it easy? Last week we reflected on how faith is a journey and what's needed to keep us going when the journey gets tough. It's faith that keeps us going to the end, particularly when we can't see our destinations. But is a journey just about getting to its destination, to its end point? As a walker, there's something deeply satisfying about deciding where you'll go and planning your route and then getting there. It means that your navigation skills are quite good because you manage to get to the point that you set out to get to. But if we only set our, our, our sights on the end point of the journey and worry about getting there, then we miss something of the beauty along the way. Over these weeks, we've been hearing from one another as we've shared some of our lockdown journeys with each other. They're not the end of the journey by any means. They're just the staging points along the way. And it's been so good to hear of your experiences and the things which you're doing and which encourage you in these days. And this week, Fiona is sharing her lockdown story and her lockdown journey with us. Hi, folks. Um, I'm just going to share my little lockdown story or not lockdown story, as some of you all know. Because um, during lockdown, I've still been working as a midwife in um, Simpsons Maternity in, in Edinburgh, as part of the Royal Infirmary in Edinburgh. 
and uh, so I've still been working shifts as normal and most of us have actually been doing extra shifts just to keep the numbers at work up because obviously there's people shielding and if people have been infected as well they'll be off as well. So it's been still business as usual in the maternity unit because um, we do about 8,000 deliveries a year so it's uh, really pretty busy. Um, so I thought I would just share um, some things about that and a wee surprise at the end. Um, I have been working there for a long time, since 1993, um, so I'm kind of well in with the, the bricks there. Um, but on my usual start to the night shift, um, I head off into the motorway and that's my usual first port of call, is um, always to do a wee prayer actually. Um, I found this to be really, really helpful over the years and has helped me through a lot of bad shifts and busy shifts and just scary shifts really. Um, so I usually pray to God and ask him to be with me on my journey in the car into work and especially coming home in the morning when you're tired after a 12 and a half hour shift and also to be with me no matter what happens um, during my shift um, to keep me calm and patient and um, you know able to cope with whatever happens because sometimes as some of you have had children I'll know it can go from being quite normal to being a bit abnormal pretty quickly um, so you've kind of got to adapt and move on very quickly to different situations so um, and obviously with this uh, COVID-19 around um, there's a lot of different um, things brought in about that so usually we end up having to wear a face mask a wee plastic pinny and gloves every time we go in and do normal cares for all our ladies all the time um, and then we step things up when we go in to do a delivery and and then um, obviously when there's a COVID a query a COVID case or um, you know confirmed case then things step up a wee bit more um, so I've got a little video here that I'll just let you see and uh, of me getting dressed up for um, a delivery and then onto a Covid lady case. It just might be a wee bit interesting. Mm -hmm. Right, this is what we have to wear in labour ward if we're going to do a delivery. Face mask first. And normally we would just wear a little plastic pinny, but if we're going to do a delivery, we have to put a lovely, lovely, lovely sweaty apron. Over our head, and arms in. Fingers through the holes here. And ties the back. And then we will put on. Just for a normal delivery, plus an extra pair of gloves. Then, if it's a COVID lady, we have to put a paper hat on. Get all in. And then, what we have to do is put a wee visor on. Covid lady, and then we have a room here for looking after our Covid lady here, and also for our baby Risa. When baby comes out, we've got baby Risa here. So. Okay, so it's very, very hot in Labour Ward. Never mind having plastic pennies and two pairs of gloves, because other pairs of gloves would just go on and top of these just to secure these loose bits. So, so you keep your gown in place like that. Okay, okay. As you can see from the little video, it's quite intense. It's very, very hot underneath all this plastic bin bag kind of material. It's very, very sweaty and not very nice. Um, I still haven't managed to lose a lot of weight. I thought we'd lost a stone actually with all the sweating, but never mind. Um, and um, so that's that's how it is all the time at work at the moment. Um, 
so also I have a little surprise photographs just at the end of this actually um, I've had the joy of working with a student midwife um, a Canadian girl um, from Vancouver Island uh, a lovely girl Eliza and we just finished this morning and um, so she has now had delivered 37 babies so it's absolutely fantastic she just has three more to get in her final third year but that's fantastic and we had delivered this lovely baby uh, Cahir C-A-H-I-R it's a, an Irish name which means warrior and we looked after this couple um, two nights ago uh, a lovely lovely couple and their little baby was born and um, at 2.47 in the morning and it weighing £8.7 um, so it was a lovely lovely delivery and lovely lovely couple um, which we were delighted to go and visit again today before she goes home um, so I've got some wee pictures of this lovely newborn baby and what made it even extra special was the fact that the baby had a beautiful baby grow that had uh, rainbows on it and it was just very appropriate to um, what we're all doing just now showing our rainbows um, for all these key workers as well. So um, I hope you enjoy these little photographs and it's all been done properly uh, for confidentiality and everything with all filled forms and things and so uh, enjoy the little baby pictures because it's just brand new baby just only about an hour old when these were taken. Um, so take care everybody and stay safe. We'll look forward to seeing you all soon. Bye! Thank you, Fiona. It was really good to hear of the different ways that you're having to adapt and 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 change the way that you do things um, throughout lockdown and, and the difference that it's making to your your working life. And I'm so glad that um, you, the story that you shared with us had such a happy ending. And we wish um, that we family the very best going forward. If you would like to share something of your lockdown journey with us, then please do get in touch. Over the last few weeks, we've thought about this theme of journeys. And as we have, I've been sharing with you some of the journey that I made last year along the Great Glen Way. I still vividly remember each day of that walk, from my very first footsteps along the High Street in Fort William, on to Morrison's car park and um, crossing the river, uh, coming through the housing state um, into Curl on the, the shores um, of the loch there, and then going round um, past the Shinty Field to the lock gates at Corpach and the beginning of the Caledonian Canal. The, the stretch of water that, that, that journeys right the way through the Great Glen from from the Fort William end to the Inverness end, which makes up the pathway of the Great Glen Way. And I remember in that first day of, of measuring the distance that we'd come as the great looming shape of Ben Nevis, which in the morning when we started was in the distance before us. And then as midday approached, we were right there um, underneath it, in the shadow of it. And then later on in the day, as we were coming to the end of our journey that day, um, Ben Nevis receding behind us and, and looking onto its north face. And I remember over the following days, as, as that got further and further away in the distance behind us, past the path that we'd come. And of how the journey in front of us changed. Each part of that journey had a character of its own as we walked beside Loch, through deciduous woodland with native um, birch and beech and oak or past tall pines uh, in the managed forests high above Loch Lochy. And then the wider, uh, the wilder, more native Scots pine um, and, and the high open moorland above Loch Ness. Each step brought its own challenges and its own beauty and its own pain as my blisters got bigger and my muscles groaned and ached with each step that we took. I remember in the early stages of the walk, when the whole journey and the entire week stretched before us, and of the anticipation and the excitement, and of the sense of marking off the miles and the wonder at just how far we'd come. 
of wondering how we would feel on Saturday when we reached Inverness and our journey was over. I'm usually a really impatient person, I've told you that a lot of times before, and I like to know what's happening. If I'm going somewhere, I'd rather just be there. The journey is usually irrelevant. But on the way markers, the miles from Fort William got higher, and as the miles to Inverness got lower, although my sense of anticipation about reaching the end of the journey remained, I found a real sense in which I was beginning to appreciate the savouring of the journey itself. And I wanted to slow down as I realised that actually I didn't want to get to the destination because I didn't want this journey to end. Sometimes the journey itself is more important than getting to the destination. And that's what stayed with me most of all from that 80 mile hike. Not the getting there. Yes, there was elation that we'd made it. But it was the small everyday moments all along the way that have made their lasting impact, their lasting footprints on my life and my memory. The rich smell of the pine wood damp after the rain. The massive bluey black beetles that journeyed with us all day on Tuesday on the, the walk through the pines up above Loch Lochy, past the tall sequoia on the forest roads. Of the different ways that the birch and the beech both shimmied or bowed in the wind. Of the zigzag ferns and the smell of the broom. Of the feeling of the small rain on our faces and the warmth of the sun on our backs as we walked. Of the talk, of the silences, of the wonder and the laughter. Those are the things that I still remember. Those are the moments that transport me back and fill me with joy. How many of us, I wonder, are just so desperate to be back in the old world of normal, the way that things were, or are so desperate to be in the new normal and to know how things will be, that we're missing what's taking place and emerging within us on the journey through this time. Let's hear from God's word as it's read for us this week by Moira. The reading today is from 1 Peter, chapter 1, reading from verse 3 to verse 9. Praise to God for a living hope. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. Kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an impressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Amen. I wonder how many of us have ever thought that life would be so much better if or so much better when. Better when our children are older. Better when we have more money. Better once we've retired. 
I'm quite sure we've all thought of something. Uh, we've all thought something like that at some point or another, haven't we? That life will be way better when, and I'll let you fill in the blanks. We can find ourselves so caught up in waiting for better days to arrive that we sometimes miss the beauty of what's right there in front of us. Last year when walking, if I had focused solely on arriving at our destination, I would have missed all of the beauty that there was to be found along the way. For no matter what each day of the journey brought, no matter where we found ourselves, whether it was on the hard stone um, of the canal towpaths or in the vibrancy of the birch and beechwood or the depths of the dark green of the tall pines, there was beauty and joy to be found all around us. The thing is, we're obsessed by joy. We, if we think about it, it's the thing that all of us want and crave. Advertisers capitalise on it and all of the time you want joy, buy our face cream. You want joy, eat at this restaurant. Have your holiday here, buy this car. Whatever they're selling, the end result is the same. They say we'll find joy. Everyone wants it. Everyone promises it. But do these things deliver? Where does our joy come from? This week through Facebook, I invited you to share the things that are bringing you joy on your journey through life. And funnily enough, it's not the face cream or the restaurant or the holiday. It's the simple things like time spent with family, or our pets, the beauty of creation. That's, those are the places where we find our joy. Our Bibles have a lot to say about joy. Simply put, God wants us to be joyful. As parents, think about it, as parents, we long to hear our children laugh. We tickle them. Um, we play with them. We do things with them. Why? Because purely and simply, we want to see their joy. And God, our Father in heaven, wants the same for us. He longs to see us joyful. Not just the, small, the false smile that we put on for the outside world. Rather, he wants to see a a real deep-seated joy bubbling up from within us. But then perhaps we look at the world around us and we wonder what there is to give us such joy when we see the events of recent days. That passage which Moira read for us and which you will have followed along to in your own Bibles from 1 Peter. That passage is just one of many passages in our Bibles which speak of joy. The author of that, writer, that letter is writing to the early Christians in the area around the Black Sea, Asia Minor. To people who were separated from their families, people who were persecuted, driven from their homes, driven from their cities, stripped of their property, and their rights, and wondering what is left of their futures. And yet here is the author, some people say it was Peter, um, from the, Peter of the Disciples, but here's the author commenting on the joy that these followers, these journeyers along the way have. Where's their joy coming from in the midst of all of this difficulty? And, and persecution. Where is their joy coming from? Plainly and simply, Jesus. Peter says, even though you've not seen him, you love him. Even though you don't see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an 
inexpressible and glorious joy for you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Inevitably, when we place our, our hope and our joy on other things, worldly things, we find disappointment. The car wears out. Or we discover that the person that we thought, the person that we invested our joy in, we discover that they disappoint us. Or worse still, they die. These things don't bring us lasting joy. We find disappointment. But when we, like those early Christians that the letter was written to, set our hope on Christ and Christ alone and what he's done for us, then we find long and lasting joy, which gives us the courage to keep on journeying through this roller coaster called life. Often we confuse joy with happiness, but they're different. As those written to in First Peter testify, even in the most trying times in our journeys through life, it's still possible to be joyful. Joy comes when we pause and remember all that God has done for us in Christ. Joy comes when we think on the hope that is ours, that through Jesus we are God's precious children and are loved. And all that comes with that, the promise of an inheritance, the promise of a future. That hope and that promise, though, isn't just about a future to come. It's also about the here and now and the present and the promise that Christ is with us even in the midst of it, even in the midst of our suffering through the power of the Holy Spirit, transforming us as we journey. And if you think about it, joy wells up inside of us in those moments when we're thankful. When we stop for a moment rather than wallow in our current circumstances and consider what it is that we are grateful for and what speaks to us of God's loving presence around us. Go on, give it a go. Think back over the last few days and weeks. How have they really been? How have you really found them? Perhaps they've been easy, second nature to you. Maybe you've got nothing at all to complain about. On the other hand, there might have been things which you've found hard. Or perhaps you've suffered real suffering and stress during these times. Moments when you wish we could just hurry up and get through this and get out the other side so that the hard times are over and they're just a weird memory. But what are you grateful for in these days? What is it that makes you thankful if you really think about it? It might simply be the roof over your head or the phone at your side that makes it easy to keep in touch with the outside world. Perhaps that's what you're thankful for. Or it might be for your faith which has kept you going. It might be the sense of God's presence that you felt with you all the way through this. It might be the family or the neighbours who have come around you during these days or the small random acts of kindness or the walk in the outside world where you see the wonder and the beauty of God's hand in creation and the flowers and the trees and the birdsong. What are you grateful for? Feel it. Feel that gratitude. And there, do you sense it? That feeling of joy just bubbling up to the surface. God doesn't 
want us just to rush through this life, desperate to get to him and experience the joy at the end of our journeys. God wants us to experience that joy all of the way, every single step that we take through this life. Living our lives mindfully, pausing in each moment to experience all of it. And within it, the wonder and the gratitude for whatever that moment brings and whatever it is that God is using to teach us and mould us into. All of our life is a journey. For those of us who journey it with God, it's a journey where each day we hope we are growing to be more like Jesus. So that he's revealed and glorified in us. What better way to do that than to display our joy? Not our happiness, as though the world is great and nothing bad ever happens, but our joy. That even in the hardest parts of this journey, we are not alone and that God is working within us and refining us in the midst of it. So that something good, something wonderful will come out of it. And so that God's glory is revealed. A picture that comes to mind in all of this is of the Japanese art of kintsugi. The putting back together of broken pottery with lacquer mixed with um, powdered gold. It's a beautiful image of how in the brokenness and the fragments of life, our joy, the joy that we have a loving and ever-present saviour, shines through, transforming us and making us whole. Not covering up the cracks and the breaks, but using the cracks and the breaks to transform us into something beautiful. Such is the promise of our wonderful, transforming and loving God. And isn't that something that we can be joyful about? There's a wonderful joy to discover in the journey. If only we open our eyes and open our hearts to savouring each step and looking for it. Let's pray. Waymaker, as you help us to navigate our journeys through these bewildering days, encourage us to rejoice as we see the ways in which you are working in our lives, transforming us and making us new so that your renewing work in us shines through. Encourage us not to rush headlong to this new threshold, but to linger a while, savouring this time with you. In Jesus' name. Amen.
or along the foreshore with my puppy Alfie. But what brings me real meaningful joy is knowing the love of Jesus. I may not always be joyful, but I have a joy deep within me, knowing that Jesus will never leave me or forsake me as he has promised in his word. I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe display. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee, how great thou art. How great thou art Then sings my soul My Savior God to thee How great thou art How great thou I wander and hear the birds sing sweetly in the trees. When I look down from lofty mountain grandeur and see the blue and feel the gentle and sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, oh, how great thou art. And sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great. God, his son that's buried, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in. That on the cross, my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away. Sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art! How great thou art! Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art! How great thou
We give you our thanks for being with us and listening to our prayers that we bring to you now. Where we have good health, we give you our thanks for this. But we do ask you to be with others who find themselves in poor health. Be with them and make them well again. Make your strength their strength and help them through what can be a difficult and worrying time. We ask you to be with those who are dealing with the loss of a loved one. We know that you are close to the brokenhearted and that you save those who are crushed in spirit. Hold them in the palm of your hand and take them through a very difficult and challenging time. As we move towards more freedoms coming out of lockdown, we ask you to give people patience and tolerance. Help people to avoid conflict with others when frustrations build and show a more loving and respectful side. We ask you to be with our care workers as they continue to battle the virus and support those who are unwell. Be with them and bring them the love and support that they need to continue onwards. Be with all of our key workers and those returning to work in the weeks ahead. Give them the courage and be with them in your strength to make this return and keep them in your care. We give our prayers for all of those impacted by the incident that occurred on Friday in Glasgow. Be with those who are injured and bring comfort to the families that have suffered and been impacted by the acts of one person. We pray that these incidents will become less commonplace and we pray that not all of the people who are currently in refuge are tarnished with the same brush. We have many people in our own thoughts and prayers and we bring them to you now. Lord, please bless and keep them. Watch over them in the weeks ahead. And we ask all these things in your name with the prayer that you taught us to say. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you to all of you who sent in your pictures showing your joy and the things that you are grateful and, and joyful for and bring you joy. Thanks also to those who contributed this week to Fiona for her lockdown story um, and to Moira for the reading and to Kerry for the prayer. We hope that you'll join us again next week. But until then, may you sense God journeying with you. May you sense him holding you in the palm of his hand. And may you know his joy. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit rest upon you, remain with you and bubble up inside of you today and all of your tomorrows. Amen. Wherever we come from, wherever we're going, Jesus walks beside us in Scotland. Whatever we're facing, whatever we're feeling, Jesus walks beside us in Scotland.